Hi, it's your Friday Night DM, Shay Cormack here once again. Uh, this is a real quick intro to a long-form response I made to Barney's um, response, which is posted up in the previous episode to this. So uh, buckle in to get deep and meaningful. Hello, Barney. Thank you so much for your response um, to my podcast episode. Uh, you're right, it wasn't quite my expectation that you'd send me a, a long-form um, audio recording. Um, I was hoping for some feedback, um, but I was very pleasantly surprised by your feedback and the length and the format of it. And um, I think it was just a really special way of communicating, actually. It's a little bit like a phone call, but it's also a little bit like a letter. Um, and it's got that concept that you can lay out your ideas in one long diatribe um, without the other person being able to interject and that gives them the opportunity also to reread the letter or re-listen to um, your thought stream of thought and then come up with some kind of response and I really liked it and it's quite personal as well so thank you for taking me on a small journey through the magic wood and uh, through your thinking on this topic. I really do appreciate it and so I decided I would respond in kind and send you back a missive uh, in audio format and uh, although it's not quite as interesting a location that I'm recording from my son my baby son and I are walking up and down a cul-de-sac in the hopes that he'll go to sleep and have a nap uh, so not the pleasant sound of chirping birds in the atmosphere of the magic wood. Um, my first inkling that the, your response was going to be quite um, intense was when I suspect I heard you unfolding a piece of paper uh, before you started to um, respond to some of the points in my podcast. And I thought to myself, uh-oh, now I'm in for it. Um, but I really again appreciate your feedback um, and it comes from a, a, a very different perspective from mine but for, forces me and causes me to think um, from a different perspective and, and think more deeply I think my main impressions of what you had to say were the depth of your thought um, about these topics obviously um, through your study and training uh, you've thought a lot and uh, about these very issues and so you have some quite uh, nuanced um, thoughts about about all of these topics whereas in contrast mine would be very shallow as I said I have never really trained and or thought about in depth about the artistic um, process and and the kind of mindset and and all the logistics and the different relationships and dynamics that are going on in it so it's a great opportunity for me to listen to you and um, get that deeper, uh, more intellectual perspective um, on the pursuit. And uh, so that's really good for me as well. And I feel like it was a, a bit of a PhD in art history and artistic, uh, um, you know, in the everything you had to say. So it was really good in that regard. And it, it uh, also for me highlights the not only the you know the shallowness of of the way i've been thinking about it so far but the different mindset um that i have uh, compared to you 
obviously you know yours is an academic and you said you know obviously you um it goes beyond academic because you've um, engaged in the process of creativity as well um but i come from a a mindset of um a couple of different things mixed together firstly i'm a retail um, store uh, like manager of a retail store so i think of a lot of things in terms of business and sales and making sales and winning um, is a big thing i'm a bit of an overachiever as well and uh, subscriber to many kind of self-help uh, self-improvement um, theologies you might call them because they're almost like religions and so so much of my thinking space is made up with kind of uh, winning or losing um, doing your best and achieving um, and so it really does uh, permeate so much of the way I think even for me a lot of times conversation is a contact sport in my opinion so when someone wants to have a conversation with me or disagree with me um, I quite easily without becoming maybe argumentative or aggressive I can very easily move into a mode where I'm trying to um, take their, their arguments apart and uh, bring them around to my way of thinking and uh, so in hearing the way you pick up my sense of me being um, adversarial not only in the play aspect of GMing but also in my relationship to the players is a, a real eye-opener to me I, you know I would like to say that I think of myself as extremely sociable um, I hold it as a tenant of my um, playing D&D full stop as the need to have people in my life and have those regular time spent around the table with people but when I just peel back a little layer of that I can see you know that part of it is it's all about me it's a, you know there's a big motivation in me that's about me and my preparation and my game and uh, what I'm trying to achieve so I really take that on board and I think that's a place of real growth for me um, in all my endeavors not, not just around the D&D table but becoming truly more co uh, collaborative um, because in, even in my workspace um, you know I collaborate with other people um, and I pay a lot of lip service to collaboration um, but when I peel it back a lot of my collaboration is uh, basically me spending that time uh, coercing people into into my following my opinions and going in my direction so really something I need to become more aware of and uh, hopefully something that will help my D&D uh, &D players feel more connected to what I'm I'm doing I even wrote down some you might hear paper scrunching I even wrote down a few things so I could kind of recall um, what I was supposed to be talking about as I responded to you um, because there was so much uh, that you brought up that was really uh, interesting to me and, and thought-provoking you even used a phrase um, that triggered a lot of what I've just spoken to you about when you say I caught my players and uh, or they caught me but I, in my mindset I caught them um, and so for me the very act of getting players around my table was this challenge 
and an effort that I undertook and I was victorious in. If you see where I'm getting at, I um, actively um, created a club to foster a community of uh, players and, and get a, um, a social group of people that I knew that were interested in playing, um, as well as, you know, uh, spending time on Facebook, trolling around uh, local groups and and trying to drum up interest. So for me, it was I put a whole lot of effort into just finding and in some cases creating um, players from uh, people who only just showed interest but had never played before. So um, I kind of take ownership of that um, part of the, the game as well. And uh, in starting a club, and running a club on a monthly basis and then looking at the attendance and uh, seeing how people are coming back and, and people were paying um, paying to attend uh, the club very small amount uh, basically to help cover the, the cost of the uh, building we were using and um, you know some of the resources uh, that I was purchasing uh, for the club uh, in, in terms of uh, Adventure League adventures and so, um, you know, I'm seeing the numbers wax and wane month to month. And it, just like a, in, a, in a business sense, I'm looking at the numbers and thinking about why people are coming back, why they're not coming back, you know, and it's hard not to come to the thought that well, they're not coming back because they didn't enjoy themselves or that there was something about the experience that was lacking for them. And then as the as the often I was the primary GM or, or and organizing maybe another GM to, to run a second table you know then being really thoughtful about the quality of um, GM that I'm allowing to run the second table and also thinking about the quality of the game that I'm presenting at my table so it really puts you in a that as well has contributed to my sense of people um, players being like audience who vote with their feet and um, when they're not happy they leave and when they are they stay and that's kind of thing so it has that these kind of things contribute to my to my mindset about um, me being the presenter of um, entertainment and the people the players being kind of more like in a consumers um, audience and critics um, of what's happening around the table as well so it's um yeah there's a lot going on in the building of that mindset and ha and how that plays out in the ongoing relationship between me and my players so i just thought even that phrase you used uh catch your players was just really interesting as well um i loved what you had to say about critical discourse um and that really uh really challenges me as well. I think um, I need to be more mindful about what I'm doing. Like I'm trying to become more mindful about the, the creative decisions I'm making. Um, and uh, because a lot of the time I can be just uh, producing creativity um, willy-nilly with no real thought or um, overarching goal. I'm just um, producing another um, set of rooms and challenges um, for the players for the coming week. And, and you know, often I am thinking about a theme for the night, like a power word 
uh, because I'm a great subscriber to Hank and Fernarell's um, kind of way of thinking about things. So week to week, I'm, I'm thinking about a theme um, for the night. And, and sometimes to varying degrees of um, subtlety or, uh, or nuance, I've included other themes like a, last year in our hex crawl, the, uh, one of the big overarching themes in the background was um, racism towards goblins because we had goblins as the native uh, inhabitants of the land that the, that the uh, players were playing across and there was um, lots of themes about them being displaced and the conflict between them and the settlers or colonizers and so that was really interesting and then but then a lot of the times as well this more this year um, our current campaign is about got an overarching theme of age uh, and so I play with the concept of age a little bit so I've got a little bit of that going on but um, I think what you're talking about with critical discourse about you know the stakes and the debate that's it um, going on that's really thought-provoking um, for me um, so I'm gonna just keep working on that um, power relationships oh my goodness uh, not something I had thought about um, at all and um, really that's really in oh man yeah um, again going back to being a, a power player um, in all my relationships and all my endeavors you know I'm, I'm always about uh, achieving and not necessarily dominating in a, in a negative way but um, I'm always looking to be influential um, and push forward my agenda I see that as my as my um, responsibility in a lot of in a lot of places because sometimes I'm in kind of committee type situations or governance kind of situations where um, I feel I don't necessarily have to have my um, opinion or uh, agenda ratified by the group and and made to be um, a rule or you know the the final result of our meeting but I feel like it's like it's really important that I push my agenda and my opinion about uh, decisions and things like that strongly enough that they get into the consideration um, of the final decision so this is a you know it's really interesting to hear just the phrase um, power relationships and and all the ideas and the thinking that you can put into how those work whereas so much of what I do as I said I shoot from the hip all day long um, and I very very seldomly take enough time to meditate or think about um, how these kind of things work to kind of build a framework of uh, like an intellectual framework about how how I should be navigating it uh, or, or thinking about it or perceiving it so um, honestly mate you, your uh, your response to me has been very thought-provoking and uh, mind-opening mind-altering maybe even um, I've kind of I've exhausted what I had written down on my piece of paper um, and I don't know where I've got up to or how much I've got left to say um, to your points but I would like again to say how nice it is um, to for you to take your time to listen to my episode take your time to send such a response to me and if indeed it was a piece of paper I heard you unfold 
that, that you would take time to listen to my um, podcast and take notes and make some notes about what you want to talk to me about. I mean, I just value all of that. Um, and it, the other reason I sent, send this instead of making an episode is the sense of like sending a letter. It's a little bit like having a pen pal in another country. So thank you for giving me a slice of your life, a slice of uh, German uh, nature. You can hear a little of my, <laughs> you can hear a little bit of nature here. Some of the local fauna, um, my little son. Uh, Leo, who really should go to sleep, but he's not. Um, and so, again, thank you. Really appreciate, um, really appreciate you. Um, so many things I should like to say. Again, uh, thank you for putting me on to Tom Barbele, and uh, I've really been enjoying uh, listening to his back catalogue. And uh, as I've been listening to his back catalogue, uh, caught up to. Um, I think his first interview with you um, I listened to during the last week and I enjoyed that as well. It's really interesting the, um, the different uh, experience of people from a dif- different, uh, different countries. Obviously, uh, War- uh, sorry, um, Judge Dredd and 2000 AD Am I saying that right? I'm not even sure if it's the same thing. But I remember when I was a young boy, I would go to my grandparents' home uh, for holidays, and they would have um, a, some magazines and comic books from, I guess they must have got to them from England somehow. So they would have Beano, uh, Beanie, or Beano comic books, as well as. Uh, is it 2000 AD? Is that the comic or the magazine that would have like the Judge Dredd um, story comics in them as well as other kind of English um, derived stuff? So I, I have a little memory and reminisce for um, that some of those topics. So when I hear them, you guys talking about playing uh, Judge Dredd's games and stuff like that, it sounds really fun. Um, sounds really awesome. I will leave it there. Uh, I've got no idea uh, how long I've been talking for, but uh, please keep staying safe and I w- wish all the best to you and your family during these times. I do have one suggestion and um, it's only really for your consideration. Potentially everything you had to say in your response to me was so important and so interesting, it would be great for the rest of the Anchorites to hear it, whether you repackage it as an episode in your own um, podcast, or whether you'd prefer if I just publish it, and then possibly even publish this um, response, I know it would be quite a personal uh, look into our correspondence to open up to the other Anchorites, Uh, but considering the small audience for my uh, podcast, It probably wouldn't be airing a dirty laundry before too many people. So please um, think what you'd like to do with these and I'm very open to that. Cheers, mate.